amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. KFI AM640 Los Angeles, Orange County. And KOST HD2. It's 5 a.m. What did you miss? It's time for Wake Up Call with Jennifer Jones-Lee. Well, good morning. Happy Monday. It's KFI AM640. More stimulating talk. Huge thanks to Tessa Barrera for letting me have a week off. Woo. I did cool stuff like sleep in, stay up late. I was like a normal person. (laughs) Alex is flipping me the bird. No kidding. Because I got to sleep in. Here's what's just ahead on your wake-up call. Evacuation orders have been lifted for a brush fire in the Eagle Rock area that has burned at least 30 acres. An L.A. County Sheriff's deputy is going to be fired for making up a story about being shot by a sniper. And today is the final day of the G7 Summit in France. In fact, at 5.05, we'll talk with ABC's Tom Rivers all about what's been going on. President Trump was even asked at the G7 if he was having second thoughts about raising tariffs on China. And he said, sure, I have second thoughts about everything. But wait till you hear what the White House says his second thoughts actually were. Tom will explain. 605, it's handled on the news, but let's start with some of those stories coming out of the KFI 24-hour newsroom. Firefighters have gotten a handle on that brush fire along the Eagle Rock Glendale border that's burned at least 30 acres. The potential for it to continue to, to break those containment lines is does not exist. And it still, though, this morning, smells like a campfire out there. We're going to talk about the traffic implications also in just a couple of seconds here in traffic. Glendale Fire Chief Silvio Lanza says more hotspots have kept ground crews busy and firefighters have been working throughout the night. The fire started yesterday afternoon. It threatened homes for a time in the Glen Oaks Canyon area of Glendale when it jumped the 134 and burned north. Evacuation orders have been lifted. Now, Amy King lives in Silver Lake, and right out her window she can see Silver Lake, and she got to see some of the um, the helicopter picking up the water. And she did a little narration and actually sent me the videos yesterday, so we posted them on Wake Up Call, uh, Wake Up Call KFI on Facebook this morning. So if you want to check those videos out and hear Amy's awesome narration. That's my favorite part of the video. So again, it's Wake Up Call KFI on Facebook. A brush fire that started in Mexico and crossed into the U.S. borders been contained. The fire made it to the San Diego area about four yesterday. It's burned about 20 acres. A small plane crash landed and started a small brush fire in Lancaster. The FAA says the plane was flying from Aguadulce Airport to Foxfield in Lancaster when it went down yesterday afternoon. The pilot and one passenger were able to get out safely. The fire burned about three acres. A beach hazard statement is in effect until this afternoon for part of the southern coast of California. The National Weather Service says a southeast swell from former tropical storm Evo will bring elevated surf and dangerous rip currents to the south-facing beaches of L.A. and Ventura counties. The surf is expected to be between three and five feet. 
Well, an L.A. County Sheriff's deputy is going to be fired for making up a story about being shot by a sniper. The deputy's original claim was that a sniper shot him outside the sheriff's station in Lancaster. That led to tactical teams and more than 100 deputies searching for a shooter last Wednesday. But L.A. County Sheriff's Captain Kent Wegner says the deputy in training eventually gave up on the fabricated story. Angel Reynosa admitted that he was not shot at from the apartment complex area. He also told investigators that he had caused the holes in his uniform shirt by cutting it with a knife. He says the former deputy will likely face criminal charges for making up the story. Andrew Mullenbeck, KFI News. A report of a shooting at the Topanga Mall has turned out to be false. Police got the call yesterday shortly before 3.15. Officers found no evidence of a shooting, but cops did arrest two people for robbery and grand theft. Police in Hong Kong have used live ammunition for the first time to push back pro-democracy protesters. ABC's Ian Panel says that China is preparing to intervene to stop the protests, which have been going on now for weeks. Just 20 miles away, across the border, Chinese troops appearing to role-play protesters, staging drills. A dark reminder that they've threatened to move into this Chinese territory if the Hong Kong authorities can't control the situation. Protesters are demanding democratic elections and an independent inquiry into alleged police violence in breaking up those demonstrations. A judge in Oklahoma is expected to give his verdict today on whether Johnson & Johnson is responsible for the state's opioid epidemic. Oklahoma's attorney general argues the company's pharmaceutical subsidiary marketed opioids heavily to doctors starting in the 90s while downplaying the risks of the drugs. The LAPD is investigating an incident at a bar in downtown L.A. as a possible hate crime. A group of gay men and transgender women say they were forcibly removed from Las Perlas Friday night after a straight couple told them they didn't belong at the bar, then slapped and pushed one of the women. The straight couple was also asked to leave. All right, we're going to talk with Tom Rivers in just a second about what's going on at the G7 Summit. A couple of their stories till then. Harvey Weinstein is set to be arraigned today in Manhattan on a new charge of sexual misconduct. It's the fourth indictment against the disgraced movie mogul. Weinstein's trial in another sexual assault case is set to start September 9th. Well, the man accused of being the Golden State Killer has made another court appearance in Sacramento. Please come to order. Department 61 is now in session. Joseph D'Angelo looked as he has in each hearing, wearing an orange prison jumpsuit and shackled while standing in a cage in the courtroom, except this time he looked much thinner, his cheeks sunken. D'Angelo stared blankly toward the judge as his public defender, Diane Howard, asked for a lengthy delay in proceedings. Because of the volumes of discovery that we're receiving, and it's taking a long time to get through it. The hearing last week was only about three minutes long, and the judge set the next hearing for January 22nd. D'Angelo is charged in the killing of 13 people people in six counties in the 70s and 80s. Chris Carlo, KFI News. Well, the G7 summit is about to wrap up, but President Trump says that trade talks with China are back on. Let's get a wrap up of everything now by talking with ABC's Tom Rivers. Tom, good morning. You've been covering this G7. Kind of walk us back through the highlights of this. Yeah, well, this is very unpredictable, Jen. I tell you, sometimes you go to these things and they're pretty two-dimensional and not a whole lot comes out. This time... There really wasn't a roadmap, but some good things came out, or at least potential good things came out. Uh, the president saying a couple of important calls yesterday from Beijing, and it looks like the Chinese, in his words, are ready to sit around a table again and talk about the contentious trade war going on between Washington and Beijing. And uh, I tell you, the other G7 participants and people looking from the outside in say that would be very, very good indeed. Their worry is if this really went south, 
we could be heading for a chapter in global recession, which nobody wants. So that, that, that's important. Also, the president announcing, uh, in principle, an agricultural deal with uh, Japan. So that should make a lot of Midwest farmers very, very happy indeed. They talked about the climate. They've established initially now a $20 million fund to help uh, countries around the Amazon deal with the huge fires going on there. So that is something they're talking about. And then the real curveball, uh, the Iranian foreign minister invited here uh, at the behest of the French president, trying to find a solution between Washington and Tehran over the contentious issue of the nuclear accord going back to 2015. So, yeah, actually, they did a heck of a lot of work over the past three days. In the visit by Iran's foreign minister, how did that go? How was he received? Did it seem that things that people were willing to sit down and talk? Yeah, in fact, in fact, uh, they talked about it, I think it was Saturday. They said, look, uh, the French president actually went around the table, and uh, including the president, saying, you know, if I invite him, are you all signed off? Yeah, they all said, yeah, you, you can go do your own thing. Uh, that's the nature of the G7. It's not like the U.N. where you have votes, okay? But uh, everybody said, look, if you can talk, open up maybe a breakthrough, if we can solve this thing at least potentially through discussions, all the better. So I think uh, good words uh, coming forward, certainly Angela Merkel, who was at those uh, at least initial talks with the French president, discussing the possibility of such a trip, uh, she says, look, this is really good news. Let's follow it through. Let's try to find a solution. We can, we can, we can solve this politically. We don't have to go down any nasty other road. Was there any, I thought, you know, there she is. I, I Obviously, she was invited by the French president as well to come and visit. Was there any any um, reaction to her being there, considering that she is no longer in charge anymore? Oh, Angela Merkel? Yes. Yeah, well, if I think it. Yeah, it, it we see the, the, the changing chess players over the years. Uh, this thing has been a talking shop since 75. So, yeah, they're kind of used to that. And, uh, I mean, you could go back one year ago. Uh, you know, Theresa May was a lame duck then, you know, and, and she shows up. So they're, they're kind of used to that as part of, uh, part of the evolution of uh, political figures at these large gatherings, these large summits. Well, now that you've got President Trump saying the trade talks with China are back on, I was just looking at the Dow futures a second ago, up 195. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, they the, the futures react very a lot, especially Sunday night into Monday. We watched that one to see kind of what's happened over the weekend. Yep. Obviously, they like that news. Now, what about this word that the president saying, yes, he got two calls from the Chinese saying that they wanted to sit down and talk, although you had maybe someone from the Chinese delegation saying, we don't know what he's talking about do you know what right. if anything about that is happening and and are they scheduled to talk while they're there together right now uh well there's no chinese representation here at the got G7. it okay got it okay but but having said that yeah it is uh it is a <laughs> we're getting mixed signals was there a, a call or two calls um and who's speaking for the beijing government etc cetera, etc cetera. fingers crossed that this that these calls did come from senior figures um the Dow is happy today. That's mm-hmm. great. What's the Dow going to be like in two weeks if there are not going to be any talks materializing? Um, so, again, you got to keep your eyes on this for a while, see the process as it unfolds. Absolutely. All right, Tom, thank you so much. Take care. All right, see you later. ABC's Tom Rivers. I just feel like as these trade talks go on, maybe we should all get an allotment of, like, Pepto-Bismol or something. Oh.
You just never know one day to the next. But yeah, as of right now, futures look good. Dow up 195, S&P up 15, NASDAQ futures up 56. So the word that the president says the trade talks with China are back on are making the Dow smile this morning. So we'll keep an eye on that for you. Let's get back to some of the other stories we're watching in the KFI 24-hour newsroom. The couple from Riverside whose adult son was shot and killed by an off-duty cop at a Costco in Corona are scheduled to speak publicly this afternoon. The son was developmentally disabled. He was killed in June. His parents were also shot. The off-duty LAPD officer said he felt like his life was threatened because the man had assaulted him. Now, this one, this is a story I have not seen before. I don't think I've ever reported on a crime committed in outer space. NASA reportedly is investigating the first allegation of a crime committed in outer space. The New York Times says... Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Astronaut Anne McLean is accused of getting into her, her estranged wife's bank account while on a six-month mission to the International Space Station. What? We're going to talk more about this coming up at 535 with ABC's Jim Ryan. I mean, come on. You know that you're forming all of these little one-liners in the back of your mind like, boy, that drama's out of this world. I know. Southwest Airlines is getting some love from passengers who were delayed on a flight from Orlando to Washington, D.C. So check this out. The gate agent decided to host some games to pass the time. One was for the worst driver license photo. Another was a paper airplane contest. Winners got a $25 voucher and some Southwest swag. One woman who was on last Thursday's flight tweeted she was getting majorly annoyed with the delay. But once the game started, she wrote, now I'm like... I'll wait all damn night if you want to keep this up. Coffee growers in Colombia are struggling and there's an app to help. Propina is Spanish for tip. Propina Business is an app which allows you to donate money to Colombian coffee growers. Arabica coffee beans from Colombia may be incredibly popular around the world, but they're cheap, so many growers are financially crippled and looking to grow something else. The Propina Business app is available for smartphones, but it'll also be available in coffee shops on iPads. So, while you sip your latte, you can tip the grower of the bean in Colombia that supplied that coffee shop in Conoga Park. Michael Crozier, KFI News. When we come back, we'll talk with ABC's Sherry Preston. Parents, if you've got an 8th through 12th grader or even a young kid going into one of those grades in the near future, this story's for you. Turns out there's a new study that shows there's been a big increase in the number of students using cannabis concentrates. Sherry will have the latest numbers, plus we'll check traffic in your forecast on your wake-up call. I know that you're into uh, men's apparel. There's a company making bras and knickers specifically for men. You know, because Christmas is around the corner. Yes. And I'm always looking for gift ideas. For me? For you. Okay. Gary and Shannon. Yeah, Gary and Shannon. Weekdays at 10 a.m. on KFI. I'm a joker. I'm a smoker. I'm a midnight joker. I get my love and all the run. If Gary ends up in knickers and a bra. I promise 
I will put that on Instagram for you. I promise. It's KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. Welcome to your Monday morning. Hope you had a great weekend. I'm Jennifer Jones-Lee and some of the stories we're watching in the KFI 24-hour newsroom. Evacuation orders have been lifted for a brush fire in the Eagle Rock area that's burned at least 30 acres. It started yesterday afternoon. Firefighters in Glendale as well as L.A. City and County helped out. Part of the 134 and two freeways were shut down. And a beach hazard statement's in effect until this afternoon for part of the coast of SoCal. The National Weather Service says a southeast swell from former tropical storm Evo will bring elevated surf and dangerous rip currents to south-facing beaches of L.A. and Ventura counties. 535, we'll talk with ABC's Jim Ryan about that custody battle that has all the makings of a Lifetime movie because you've got an American astronaut involved in this custody fight with her estranged wife over their six-year-old son and allegations now that while the astronaut was in space at the International International Space Station, she was also looking into her spouse's bank accounts, allegedly. We'll take a look at that. 605, it's Handle on the News. Right now, we say hello to ABC's Sherry Preston. Oh, Sherry, this is not a story parents want to hear, especially if they've got 8th through 12th graders possibly dabbling in concentrated cannabis. Give us the latest. Yeah, exactly. I mean, concentrated cannabis, I mean, most folks already know, but some may not, is that it's, you know, it's wax, butter. It's a highly concentrated marijuana extract that is used for a lot of edibles and is used for vaping. And the reason that researchers are concerned is because it contains much higher levels of the chemical THC that's found in pot. Now, you use much, much less of it, you know, but it is highly concentrated. And, you know, the, the Doctors say they're just not aware yet because they haven't really studied the psychological effects on kids' brains with this. Um, and they're also saying that vaping in general has exploded over the past couple of years. About 20% of high school students say that they vape. They admit that they vape. And it's it's um, something that has, has really taken off in the past few years. And doctors are just now starting to study some of the effects that pot has, especially on teenage brains, um, you know, uh, the rest of us as well. But especially on younger people when it comes to them. And, you know, what they're saying is, you know, those are the main concerns about this. And, you know, they're saying, again, this is not your grandma's pot. This is really strong stuff and parents should be aware of it. When they talk about the concentrate, does that leak over into things like the brownies and the cookies and the gummies, those sorts of things, too? Yes, and here's the difference with that, is that when you go in and you buy those um, from a legal dispensary, you're going to get, um, it's going to have a little label on it, and it's going to say anywhere between 5, 10, 15, 20 percent, and that's talking about the THC levels in there. Um, when you buy it in the oil form, it, it will as well. If you get it from, you know, a, a, someplace that's legal, it, it'll say the, the concentrate on it, and you'll know if it's really high that that has a potential to get you really high. But I mean, it's it's if it's not, if you are buying it, you know, if you are buying it illegally, you're not going to know those numbers. And and there's been other studies that have shown that as pot is legalized in more places, a lot of people are buying it illegally just because of the cost and just because of the hassle and um, because that they, they are you know choosing to still buy it illegally um, rather than from one of the legal dispensaries. But yeah, that's what we're talking about. Edibles and vaping is when this where this concentrated butter or wax is used. And a kid is not able to buy it legally. 
Right, exactly, and that's that's the key. So the kid can't go into one of these stores and 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 just go ahead and buy it. The kid just gets it wherever they can get it. Um, but again, and and it, these are kinds of things that parents should probably know what things look like. They should know what you know the the the, the vaping utensils look like. They should know what you know uh, um, when you get see a little pod that, that a vaping pod that you that you've had at your um, you know might be a jewel or something else. You should know what that looks like. I mean, because it's the new form of of cigarettes and the smell isn't there it's not a telltale sign anymore yep absolutely sherry thank you so much talk to you soon take care see ya that's abc's sherry preston that is the thing i mean i I would i would have no idea i mean we sound so straight laced but we i mean we don't we, we don't do any form of marijuana but i have seen some of these these vaping pens they look like little usb drives they look like you know, pens almost, you you might not know. You might see something that's totally normal in your kid's room and not even realize that's what these are just, you know, disguised as. Now, there's a new study that was out recently, and it was of 50,000 8th graders, or 8th, 10th, and 12th graders, I should say. This was done in Arizona. A third of them said that they had tried some form of marijuana and nearly a quarter had tried a marijuana concentrate. Now, the research team found that teens who used concentrates had more risk factors for addiction. The researchers compared teens who used marijuana concentrates with teens who had used some form of marijuana, but not the concentrate, and teens who had never used any form of marijuana on known risk factors for addition, addiction, such as lower perceived risk harm of marijuana, peer substance abuse, uh, parental substance use, academic failure, all of that. They found that teens who had used marijuana concentrates were worse off on every addiction risk factor. Every addiction risk factor. So it's so easy. I mean, you don't know how your kid's going to get a hold of it, but we all know. We were all kids once. You can get your hands on pretty much anything if you really want to. So this is out there, and that's the problem, is the kids don't, they're not, uh, they don't have the same information that you or I might have if we were to go into a pot shop. Because like, like Sherry said, in the legal pot shops, it's very clearly written on the labels, the THC content. So at least you know what you're getting. But when kids are buying it from, you know, Joe Schmo dealer on the streets... They have no idea what they're getting or from their friend. Just because their friend says, yes, this has a low THC, you know, concentrate and it's not that bad for you. Don't worry about it. How do they know? They're a high school kid. So it's just mm. how many times have I said it? Parents, I do not envy you one bit. I like being Aunt Jenny. Aunt Jenny doesn't have to know anything. I can just play with the kids and hand them back to their parents and go. Now you get to be the responsible ones. Let's get back to some of the stories coming out of the KFI 24-hour newsroom. America's lobster exports to China have dropped like a rock this year. China placed heavy tariffs on U.S. lobsters last July, and as the trade war continues to rage, China says lobster tariffs will go up again from 25 to 35 percent on September 1st. America exported nearly 12 million pounds of lobster through June of last year, but this year that number is... U.S. federal data shows the U.S. has exported less than 2.2 million pounds to China through June of this year. China has shifted its focus to the north and is now buying from Canada. Amy King, KFI News. Oh, from lobsters to pigs. 
in Corona about an aggressive pig that chased residents of one Corona neighborhood. I'm sorry, not funny, but it is. I'm glad no one was hurt. But it caused panic. The pig had to be subdued by animal control officers using tranquilizers. Riverside County Department of Animal Services spokesman uh, John Welsh says that the aggravated animal was possibly a wild boar, wandered into the Orange Heights area of the city, which is right on the border of the Cleveland National Forest. And according to Mr. Welsh, several people came in contact with the swine, which then charged them. And people started calling 911. Corona police officers were the first to reach the location with the help of people, corralled the pig in the backyard of a home. Apparently, two animal control officers had to come out. And with the help of the people around, and they were, you know, trying to help keep it corralled in this backyard, the animal control officers see this 100-pound pig's high aggression, as they called it. One of them shot the animal with a tranquilizer dart, and that just incapacitated the pig. Pig was loaded onto a horse trailer, taken to the Western Riverside County Animal Shelter in Harupa Valley, where it was pinned and is now getting food and veterinary attention. It's unknown whether the animal was someone's pet or was just roaming in the forest and came out in search of food. But needless to say, there was a little pig chaos in Corona. And a little league team from Louisiana has won its first World Series title. The champs fought their way back through the loser's bracket, winning six games in eight days. I love those stories. The teams from suburban New Orleans beat Curacao 8 to nothing to win the championship yesterday. When we come back, we'll talk with ABC's Jim Ryan, this bizarre story of the custody battle that makes its way all the way into space. An American astronaut is involved possibly getting into her estranged spouse's bank accounts while she was in outer space. I mean, this is good stuff. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Come up and By AM 640, more stimulating talk. It's a Monday morning, 26th of August. Glad you're here. I'm Jennifer Jones-Lee, and some of the stories we're watching in the KFI 24-hour newsroom 
Evacuation orders have been lifted for a brush fire in the Eagle Rock area that's burned at least 30 acres. It started yesterday afternoon. Firefighters in Glendale as well as L.A. City and County helped out part of the 134 and two freeways were shut down. Now, we've still got parts of the 134 and the two shut down. Uh, We'll talk more about that coming up in traffic this morning. Today also is the final day of the G7 summit in France. President Trump says trade talks with China are back on. Announcement late last week from both the U.S. and China on increased tariffs led to a slumping stock market. Well, this morning, it looks like on the news that the the Chinese talks about trade are back on. Looks like the Dow likes that because we've got the futures up 195 so far. So we'll be following that. News is brought to you by American Vision Windows. 550, we'll talk with ABC's Ryan Burrow. Following the deadly shootings in Dayton, Ohio and El Paso, Texas, the FBI says the National Threat Observation Center has seen a spike in the number of tips. That's great, but only problem is now questions are being raised as to whether there's enough manpower to look into all of that new information. So we'll chat with Ryan about this coming up. 605, it's Handle on the News. Right now, let's say hello to ABC's Jim Ryan. Well, man, Jim, as far as I can see, this is a custody battle that has all the makings of a Lifetime movie. Absolutely. It's got elements that you probably wouldn't even have heard of just a couple of decades ago. Gay marriage, gay divorce. You've got identity theft, potentially, all sorts of things, and all of it happening aboard the International Space Station. Uh, about, uh, well, let's see, 2014, Summer, Wood, uh, Summer Warden and Anne McLean were married. Uh, one of their early gay marriages happening in, in the country. They, they decided to split this past year, though, and it's been fairly ugly, Jennifer. It involves the custody of their now six-year-old son. Well, the claim is that astronaut Anne McLean, while she was aboard the International Space Station, hacked into the bank account of her estranged wife, Summer Worden, that she was uh, looking at the finances there. there. There's no claim. I don't think that she moved any money around, but uh, that she simply didn't have authorization to be in that account. McLean says through her attorney that she was checking on the finances of uh, the family to ensure that their six-year-old son was going to be taken care of through this whole divorce process. So now the office of the inspector general at NASA is looking at this case. The Federal Trade Commission has been called in to look at the potential identity theft. It's really gotten ugly, Jen. And so now Summer Warden is saying that, yes, we did have a joint bank account. That's not the account in question. She's saying I did have something else. And on top of all of this, not only did she get into that account separately, but she used my account login and password to get into it all. Right, and Summer Warden should know about that. She's a former Air Force intelligence officer who did uh, financial crimes investigating and was tracking terrorist money back in the early 2000s. So she knows what she's talking about. Uh, so, you know, Anne McLean might have chosen the wrong target if, in fact, she was doing something nefarious. She says she wasn't. Uh, we have a court hearing in the, in the uh, custody dispute that happens tomorrow. Or it's at least on the docket tomorrow in Houston. So we may learn much more about this. And even if Anne McLean is able to say, hey, I was just trying to make sure that my son would be taken care of, that she did have her finances in order, you know, when the split does eventually happen, she mm-hmm. still had to use her wife's account information to do that. And that, I would think, is illegal. Potentially. You're right. Yeah, that would be a, a clear case of identity theft, maybe. Uh, how did she get that information? We don't know. Was Had it been shared with her? I suspect that may be her argument that, yeah, this was an account that I had. That otherwise, how could I have gotten into it unless I had her password and, uh, you know, the other information to get into the account? Uh, so, yeah, that 
we've got a lot of elements here that simply were never a problem before. Yeah, and even so, even even just on that though, to say, well, if you guys had a joint account, you had your own login and password. Why didn't you just use your own stuff to look at the account? Yeah, right. I mean, that's another one of the questions, and and. So if it was the, the kind of account on which they both had access, then this judge in the case, this custody dispute, may be deciding a lot more than simply, uh, you know, who's, who's going to have custody of the six-year-old boy. Now, Na- okay, so now NASA is looking into this. What um, it, what could she face as far as penalties? Or is she, well, is she still a NASA astronaut or still a NASA employee? <laughs> She's still in the program now, you know, so there could be a suspension there and there could there could be a termination, I suppose. Uh, there may be some kind of discipline related to this, uh, partly because, you know, she was aboard the International Space Station, presumably using a NASA computer to do this. They have access to the Internet there. And, and you know, and, and if, in fact, she was on the job and not uh, during some downtime, there could be some issue there. And well, yeah, and I'm thinking that I, I know that they obviously do have some downtime there. They can't be on the clock every, you know, every moment that they're in space. At the same time, I think we all sort of hope or I think in the back of our minds, we thought that work was always being done or that that was sort of the focus. But then at the same time, I thought, well, it makes sense. They've, they've still got to pay their bills. They've got to have access to all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. But if I think that you're doing it for nefarious reasons, possibly, or if you're somebody who's up there and you're involved in such a heated custody dispute, maybe your eye wasn't always on the prize, maybe when it should have been. Right. I mean, there's a safety issue, maybe, uh, you know, uh, in, sure. in terms of keeping your mind on your work. Uh, your truck driver needs to stay off the phone and a, an astronaut needs to keep his or her mind on her work as well. So, yeah, I think there are lots of questions that have yet to be answered by this whole thing. Wow. All right. Thank you so much, Jim. I appreciate it. Thanks, Jen. All right. See you later. ABC's Jim Ryan. I told you that had all the makings for a movie. You just can't make that stuff up. And maybe it was. Maybe it was simply in her off time. She wanted to make sure. And I, you know, I have no idea how heartbreaking and stressful and all of that, that it must be to a go through a divorce and then have the child custody dispute on top of that. And maybe her intentions were absolutely true. She was just trying to look and see that her uh, her spouse w- had everything set up to take care of the child because she assumes that they're going to get joint custody or something. Okay. Totally get that. Why, though, did you need to use her password to get in? Why couldn't you use your own? And you were looking at an account that wasn't yours. Yes, you checked the joint account, but Summer Warden had also opened a different account. And that's the one that Anne McLean accessed as well. And you go, "Mm, I think you crossed the line. I think. Couldn't you have just asked for a disclosure from your attorney? Have your attorney ask her attorney for financial disclosures to make sure the kid's taken care of? Did you did you have to be sneaky about it? Hmm. Couple Disney stories for you. Target is set to open Disney shops inside select stores. This will be on October 4th. 25 Disney branded stores will be there. Target's also launching a Disney focused online experience on its site. And it's going to open a new store near the entrance of the Walt Disney World Resort in 2021. The two say that this is going to be great for both of their brands. Target has long sold Disney merchandise, but says these Disney Disney shops will be 750 square feet, will be located near children's clothing and toys. 
great parents are going, great. One more thing for little Johnny and little Susie to ask me for. They'll feature more than 450 items, including more than 100 products that were previously available only at Disney retail locations. Then we had the D23 2019 Expo. Some more details came out about that. They've got a new historic Epcot transformation that Disney's talking about. Disney's saying Epcot now will contain four neighborhoods, Walt, sorry, World Discovery, World Showcase, World Celebration, and World Nature. Also, as far as new rides at the Disney properties, they've got new details about Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. They've got a Disney Genie app coming to Walt Disney World, which will help park visitors plan out their day at Walt Disney World. More details coming out about the Avengers Campus. Disney previously unveiled the name of the superhero-themed land coming to California and Paris. And Sunday, the company gave more details about what fans can expect. It will house Disney's first ride-through Spider-Man attraction, as well as a new ride that lets visitors step on, on board a Quinjet and fly alongside the Avengers in an epic adventure to Wakanda and beyond, housed within the Avengers headquarters. So, Disney fans... You have a ton of stuff to look forward to. All right, so really quickly, summing up my vacation for you. I put up all the cheesy, obligatory, uh, you know, vacation photos at JJLKFI on Instagram. Basically, it's I, uh, I went to my parents' house. They live outside Reading in a little town called Shingletown, which is about... 20 minutes from Mount Lassen in Northern California, so way up in the sticks. They're well over 3,000 foot elevation. Anyway, just beautiful up there. Absolutely beautiful. So, you know, we did things like their house is sort of nestled in the woods. And uh, so I did things like wake up late and have morning coffee on the deck. And I took Daisy with me and Daisy encountered a chicken and a big giant buck to which she ran toward, and the buck ran toward her, and she ran back toward me. So I think the buck won. Squirrels, whatever, rabbits, you name it. We went on some beautiful walks in the wood, went up to Mount uh, Lassen, and uh, walked all around just as far up as you could get to Mount Lassen without actually climbing to the peak. There was snow. So me, because I'm a four-year-old, thought, hey, it'd be fun in my shorts and T-shirt to throw myself down in the snow and do snow angels. Well, at this time of year, if you still have snow, it's icy. So uh, let's just say it was very hard, kind of smacked my head and did not do a snow angel. More like an ice mess is really what it was all about. But it was still super fun. They've got bubbling sulfur pits up there. It smells horribly, but it's very cool to think that that's just bubbling up from the ground. Uh, Everything was amazing. Got to see my grandma, got to see my aunt. It was just one of those like great vacations where you get a little bit of family smushed into a little bit of time and uh, got some great pictures with mom, dad and Scott and the dog. So it was beautiful. Anyway, at JJLKFI, if you want to see some and I totally understand if you don't because, you know, somebody's vacation pictures are not nearly as fun as your own. Right. Anyway, when we come back, we'll talk with ABC's Ryan Burrow. Following the deadly shootings in, uh, shootings in Dayton, Ohio, and El Paso, Texas, the FBI now says the National Threat Observation Center has seen a spike in the number of tips. And like I said earlier, that's awesome. That's great. Any information is great. But are there enough people to handle looking into all of that new information? We'll talk with Ryan, plus traffic in your forecast on your wake-up call. Without you. 
KFI AM 640, more stimulating talk. It's a Monday. Thanks for joining me. I'm Jennifer Jones. Let's follow one of the stories we're watching in the KFI 24-hour newsroom. There's been a spike in tips after the deadly massacres in El Paso, Texas, in Dayton, Ohio. Ryan Burrow, good morning. This is great news, except for the fact that there might not be enough manpower to look into all that information. Yeah, that's that's the issue. You know, they appreciate, and this is law enforcement and the FBI appreciate all these phone calls. People see something, they say something, someone's acting weird. Maybe someone is purchasing guns or ammunition at a rapid pace out of the ordinary. Uh, maybe someone has lobbied some, lobbed some threats uh, either publicly or on social media. And people are taking that information, having known what happened in El Paso, having known what happened in Dayton, and passing that along to authorities. Great news, and authorities have already arrested at least 17 people who had made threats of some kind of mass casualty event since the attacks in El Paso and Dayton as well, uh, all across the country. Um, But the issue, of course, is being able to sniff all of these out, all of these thousands upon thousands of tips that are coming in and determining whether or not they are valid. Some of them may not be valid. Some of them are just people shooting off their mouth, which is not good, uh, but they want to obviously verify whether or not someone is capable of, of carrying out such an attack. Um, These spikes kind of ebb and flow. This does happen immediately after these kind of mass casualty events. Um, So it will start to fade away at some point, and authorities hope that people still stay vigilant, but uh, they're doing the best they can to keep up with all the tips that are coming in. Well, because of those ebb and flow conditions, are they able to pull resources from other departments to help out in these times of the ebb? Yeah, they, I mean, they, they won't tell us kind of the way they go through this. Remember, too, the FBI is also looking for child pornography. They're looking to uh, prevent people who are, uh, you know, stealing data. They're, they're doing a lot of other things, trying to prevent uh, drugs from, from being smuggled into the country. So they've got a lot on their plate right now. And um, there's uh, obviously the focus shifts after these kind of uh, investigations happen, but the, the rest of the investigations have to keep going on. So they're doing the best they can with what they have. Um, they're not going to be able to stop every person or, you know, check out every single threat, but uh, they're going to try to evaluate which ones are, are deemed the most credible and, and move on from there. And they don't obviously want to put out the message, hey, don't give us all these tips because they need everything yeah. that they can possibly get. Absolutely. And it's not just the FBI, keep in mind, too. Uh, it's local police. Sure. It's uh, state authorities as well. So uh, everyone's in this game together. The FBI, obviously, very concerned if we're talking about uh, impacting a number of people at a, uh, a public venue. Uh, they're concerned about the way weapons are retrieved and things like that. But a lot of this is handled at the local and state level as well. So, yeah, keep those tips coming. Don't worry about the manpower from your end. Um, just understand that uh, they're doing the best they can with Uh, the resources they have absolutely keep them at work all right ryan thank you yep all right this is kfi and kosthd2 los angeles we lead local live from the kfi 24-hour newsroom i'm jennifer jones lee this has been your wake-up call amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals from courses to help you attain or retain certification to individualized coaching services to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen management concepts optimizes your professional development online in person individually or groups it's training that's measurably better learn more at managementconcepts.com that's managementconcepts.com